Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, everybody. Listeners to Mojo 50 WBM 324 and the Stu Pierce Network on Rumble. I'm Mike Phillip, and man, we got a great show for you today. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, we've got my good friend Jeff Hoffer of Holy Ghost Radio, and I've been a uh, serious Holy Ghost Radio listener for about, uh, I don't know, about a year now, I think, maybe close to it. Uh, my brother actually was the one that told me about it. Yeah, it'd be about a year. And I I downloaded the app on my phone and just started listening. I would have it on when I was at work or uh, just hanging around the house or whatever the case might be. And I, I'm a big fan of Holy Ghost Radio. I love it. And uh, a lot of our listeners are too. Infant J. Bing says, good day, Pastor Mike Jeff Hoffer. Love Holy Ghost Radio and Madeline down in High River, Alberta. She's a serious listener. Chet in Alabama is a listener. Matthew in California. Uh, the other day, is so funny, I was in the car with my wife and I had Holy Ghost Radio on and I was listening to a uh, a message and I I took a picture or a screenshot of the uh, the little screen in the car that shows what's on the stereo so I could download that specific message later on when I got home so I wouldn't uh wouldn't forget the title and the uh uh the man speaking it. I got home, I was speaking to Jeff about coming on the show today, and while I was talking to Jeff, I got an email from Matthew in California. He said, Mike, you've gotta hear what I just heard on Holy Ghost Radio and uh, he had the number of the uh, the message in there, and it was the exact same one I was just listening to in the car. Jeff Hoffer, welcome back to, uh, I almost said Holy Ghost Radio. Well, welcome back to American Arc Radio. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you coming on again, man. I, like I said, I'm, 
I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, I'm just blessed that God put us together, man. Yeah, it's a big blessing, and and that is happening all over the place. These connections being made uh, between like-minded people, and uh, you've been. I, I imagine you've pro- probably met so many congregations and preachers in the last 20 years that uh, you, you have a hard time putting them together after a while. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, but, you know, it, it's it's a congregation of just a lot of people who have, the, like you said, the same mindset. Yeah. Uh, every You know, uh, bottom line is, man, it's like everybody wants to get to heaven. And I think that's our goal as, as you know, Christians. I I, I want to just make it. Yeah. I want to make, I, I don't want to make it by the skin of my teeth. I just want to make it. Right, right. I and hear you. you know, yeah. Like it you, it you, seems you, like there's a lot against us, but uh, we, we have a, a good God that wants to give us everything that we can have to get in. And I feel like Holy Ghost Radio has been a big boon to my personal walk. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. And, <laughs> And like I said, you know, when I started this thing, and we talked about it on your show before, but if people really don't know what this is all about, it's always been about souls for me. Uh, God gave that to me in prayer, and when he said radio ministry, I had no idea what he was talking about. You know, and and today, here we are 20 years later, and I'm talking to you, and, and we're just talking about the goodness of God and everything he's done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it comes back to. Uh, just for uh, everybody who is new to our show, uh, you you mentioned that you were in prayer and God said to you, radio ministry, give give a brief synopsis for new listeners or people who haven't heard of you or Holy Ghost Radio. Yeah, so I, uh, I was, uh, obviously I'm 56 now, but back in... Back in about ni- 1995, uh, my wife and I were going through marital issues, and she basically came to me and just said, hey, I want a divorce. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You married me this way. The party, you know, left and right, and, you know, had a kid, and everything I thought was going smooth. But little did I know, she wasn't happy with the whole situation. Uh, obviously she was a Christian and raised herself, but, um, turned away from that lifestyle and, uh, married me. And we, like I said, we had our first kid and that's when she kind of said, you know what? You need to grow up and you need to find God. (laughs) Well, here I am 29 years old. I go, what are you talking about? I go, I know there's a God, but, uh, Really, Mike, like I told you, I, I went on a search for God. And uh, I went to every denominational church searching for something. And uh, like I said, there was a meeting one night. Uh, my brother-in-law took me to and he said, hey, you know, why don't you come to my church? I said, okay. And when I tell you I felt the Holy Ghost, I didn't know it was the Holy Ghost back then. But I felt something. Yeah, and that's what I was searching for, and so I started going to church regularly, and uh, really changed my whole life around from there. And pretty much about three years later, when I was in the church, uh, you know, my pastor, who's my pastor now, he he had 
told me, he goes, well, we're going to start praying every morning at 5 a.m. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, I don't get up for 5 o'clock for anybody. But, you know, Mike, I never miss a prayer meeting. And in that prayer meeting, that's where Holy Ghost Radio came. And it, it, it was in a prayer meeting, and I was just praying, seeking God's face. And if I didn't hear the words, two audible words, radio ministry. And I stopped in my footsteps and I just talked to my prayer partner. I said, did you hear that? He goes, hear what? (laughs) I said, dude, a voice told me radio ministry. And he goes, well, you don't know anything about radio. I go, well, yeah, right. (laughs) You're absolutely right. So we basically um, went to his house. And went through, you know, the internet had just basically started back then. Uh, so we, you know, it wasn't Google. It was just basically typing in some words and for a radio station and seeing what was out there yeah. to start a Christian radio station. Right. And so, you know, I, I said, well, I, I'm going to have to buy a tower. I'm going to have to buy a station. I'm going to have to, you know, all this money. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I knew my heart of hearts. I, I knew what God told me, but you know, that wasn't what he was looking And I, I come to find three years later after God had told me all that, um, an organist in our church comes to me and says, Hey, you know, I know you want to do that radio deal. He goes, but, uh, there's a way you can do it on the internet. And I'm like, oh, get out of here, man. You know, like, I've looked into that. It's too expensive. I Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the excuses. Yeah. And uh, so that afternoon in my apartment, me and the uh, organist friend of mine, he, we started Holy Ghost Radio. And it was a black gospel radio station. And we, you know, started playing Fred Hammond and Marvin Sapp and all these guys and started getting a listener base. And the next thing you know, we get to our first conference in 2002 and a couple wires put it in there in the laptop and we're live all over the world. And that was really the start of Holy Ghost Radio and how, you know, obviously really a lot has changed as far as technology wise. Yeah. But it's really the same. I mean, our conferences is, you know, we, we changed our format, obviously, to all preaching and some music. But mostly when we changed our format to preaching, that's when it really blew up. That's when it blew and up. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously when we got the um, app, that's when it really blew up because it went from a desktop computer back then. That was the only way you could listen to me. Uh, it really took radio to a different level. Like now, like you said, radio's in your car. It's on, it's, it's on person. It's, it's everywhere. You can take it. Yeah. And people said, well, Jeff, you know, what are you going to do next for Holy Ghost Radio? I said, you know, I go, I think we're, we're done with that. I think it's just promoting it to the world. I mean, that's, that's the, the main thing we need to do is we need more people to know about. 
Yeah. And, yeah. Like, where do you, where, that's the thing. Where do you go with it? I mean, uh, you're already doing remotes at live conferences. You've already got, what is it like 20,000 sermons in the can that you, you have on rotation? Right. And the crazy thing is, you know, God really talked to me about the, the archive being a, a big deal of this. Thing. And we've got the biggest, you know, archive in the apostolic movement. And people keep sending us old tapes of these preachers who they've never heard before, but it relates so much to today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And so I just, I'm just happy people, you know, love it and, and are, are telling their friends about it. And I mean, really think about it, you know, a grassroots thing like what I've done over the 20 years. There's no way I could advertise what I do, <laughs> but you know, and it's all been word of mouth. It's like, that's that, you know, like I said, you, you and I meeting and just befriending. And it's like, we have that same blood, bro. It's like, we're, we want to, we want to reach the world. Yeah. We want to reach people and, uh, tell them about the goodness of, of Jesus, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what's, what's amazing to me is that, um, that, that it, like you said, uh, a lot of those old archived messages, I mean, I've heard stuff on there from the 60s. And uh, just this the other day, I was telling our listeners, I had a, a message come up on Holy Ghost Radio. It was from 1980. 1980. Uh, I was five years old. In 1980, okay? This is 43 years ago. And it was called Mark of the Beast. And I'm listening. And this old message from 1980, uh, God is, is, is uh, the Holy Ghost is leading this man in his preaching. He's talking about the European Union. He's talking about universal basic, inst- uh, uh, universal basic income. He's talking about uh, the U.S. and Russia uh, are in the future going to go toe-to-toe and, and Russia will be destroyed, but the U.S. will be beaten up so bad that it'll be unrecognizable. And, and, and like, he didn't... The thing is, he didn't have the terms universal basic income, but he was describing it perfectly what people are talking about today. Uh, he didn't have the term European Union but he was describing exactly what we now know as the EU. And I'm listening to this message from the 80s, and I'm thinking, this could be preached today. In fact, uh, there's guys going on different talk shows talking about it. And here, you know, there it was being preached in the 80s. Now, the flip side of that, you have old messages that are very topical with the political situation, but you also... You'll hear a message from the '60s where they're they're dealing with something with a standard or or just how people are acting, and then the next message that comes on, you'll hear a preacher from say six months ago, or in the case of the one that I downloaded last night to play for you guys today in the second hour, just to give you a little taste of Holy Ghost Radio. Um, you hear this preacher talking about dealing with kids that are addicted to social media and dealing with issues of today, but really it hasn't changed a whole lot. 
And the other beautiful thing about it is that I've heard messages. Um, you know, people tend to think about big ticket items like the World Economic Forum or or this or that or you know what I mean. We need to worry about Joe Biden. We need to no. Uh, there, there's also times when you need to worry about say an issue with forgiveness or having a root of bitterness in you. And so many times I've turned on Holy Ghost Radio and heard a message from, say, 15 years ago that was topical to something, and God was speaking to me specifically through it uh, for my life at the moment. I'll give you an example. There was a time when um, American Oc Radio was doing uh, really well, <laughs> really well, and I just started bringing out the Word of God and preaching, and I... I thought to myself, is this really right what I'm doing? Uh, am I qualified to do this, number one? Am I, uh, you know, people get discouraged. They get discouraged every once in a while, Jeff. It happens. And I went right. out and I was cutting my neighbor's grass and I threw on Holy Ghost Radio. There was a message from 2014 where a man specifically said there's going to be things on the Internet uh, that that you guys aren't going to like some of you some of you old school Pentecostals aren't going to like it but God's going to do a work through the internet and uh, it's Him and and so you just be ready because that's coming in the next few years and it was so topical and relevant to what was just going through my mind that I took it as a personal encouragement. And that's what Holy yeah. Ghost Radio has done for me, just with God using it, moving through this thing that started with you 20 years ago, Jeff. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. And that and that's what I... I know there's a message for somebody out there. Yeah. In other words, it could be Mike. It could be anybody. Who knows? It could be somebody who just listened and just said, wow, that's for me. That's right. exactly what I want. That, that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. Yeah, he's 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 got perfect timing uh, every single time. Whether and that's and that's I mean a message from you know 2013 that drills down right into your heart as to something you're thinking about right now. You know, and you're thinking, little old me, what do I matter? And God takes the time to make your rotation with these sermons have that come up right at the time when somebody downloads the app and hits play. Uh, but that's that's how he works, uh, literally. Let's talk about some of the stories that you've heard from people that have reached out to you that Holy Ghost Radio, uh, God has used it to impact their lives. We have nine minutes to the commercial break. Yeah, um, obviously, my the one that I always go to is a, is a man that I met, and his name uh, was uh, Dean. Well, Dean, I didn't know any of this. He came to me at a conference and he said, he goes, uh, are you Jeff Offer? I said, yes, sir. He goes, you know, well, my name's Dean. And and he started crying really right in front of me. And I didn't know what was going on. I, you know, I, I didn't know what happened. And he said, you don't know me, but he says, there was a, a person who told me to download Holy Ghost Radio. I said, okay. And he says, he says, Jeff, he goes, I've been backslidden. And the message that came on was this 
message, he, right when he hit it, he said, he goes, you need to get back to an old-fashioned altar. And he was weeping, I was weeping. And, and, I, and I said, you know, he goes, he goes, and I'm back, I'm back. He goes, and it's all because of your app. I said, oh, I said, that's how God works, bro. I said, it ain't me. Yeah. I said, God can use the donkey, he can use Jeff Ockers. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for me, I, I just look at it, you know, Mike, because here's the deal. You know it's not about you or I. Yep. It's just the vessel that God's using. Right. And I'm just, I'm thankful that he's, he's used me all these years and kept me because you know, as well as anybody, 20 years of doing something that's usually unheard of. Yeah. That's like it, it, 20 things don't last 20 years. No. <laughs> and, Not usually. And, yeah. And I, and I, I look at it and I just go, I'm thankful, man. I'm just, I'm thankful that he's using me all these times. And like I said, I was talking to you 50 conferences this year in a 52 week period. That's insane. That's like, like I never thought this would be what I do for a living. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh, this is a great side ministry, you know, to help people. And if people listen and, you know, get emails, like you said, of people that it, that it's helped. But time and time again, I get these people, you know, like Dean coming in going, you don't even understand. You have no clue what, how this has helped me. Yeah. No, that's it. And, and it, it's, it blows your mind even further when you, when you think to yourself that God knew that this situation with Dean that that because he I mean Dean was in his mind he he made Dean he he plotted out his life he knew that Dean was going to hit some difficulties and end up backsliding well Dean was still in his in his uh, in his sight and in his grasp the whole time and so God made this special thing where he brought you. And 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 created it, and then brought and and at the time that he appointed, decided to let Dean know. Time to come home, son. Yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. that's mind blowing, and I've seen that with God many times. In fact, um, I I was I was Dean. I was a backslider. <laughs> yeah. And and come to think of it, it was actually more than. A year ago that I started listening to Holy Ghost Radio, it was probably about two or three years ago. Uh, and and I was a backslider. And Jeff, I remember sitting at my kitchen table drunk out of my skull, listening yeah. to Holy Ghost Radio with tears coming out of my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. and so I, I know what I know why Dean got all emotional with you because it was the same thing that happened with me. What you know? What we've got about four minutes till our commercial break here. And uh, Madeline down at High River over in the chat room, she says, "I've got a request. I want to hear a sermon on repentance from the 1980s." Well, Madeline, here's what you got to do: if you're listening to Holy Ghost Radio and there's a message that just jumps out and grabs you. Go look at the number on it. There, there's always a number for the for the message, 
and the name of the man preaching it and uh, the title of the sermon and write that down because then you can go to holyghostradio.com and you can download messages. They're $5, which I don't fault them for at all. Uh, they've they've got to make their money to keep their uh, internet bills paid and, and Jeff is flying in jet planes all over the place with like like Kenneth Copeland but with an actual message if you if you if there was a difference <laughs> Jeff we've got a minute before uh 3 minutes before the commercial break here and then when we get into the other side let's talk about some changes that you've seen in the last 20 years just with being in church and moving around uh, there's been uh, a week of prayer, and uh, this month is prayer and fasting with the UPC. Uh, I've been engaging in that myself. Have, have you and your church in uh, California been in, engaging in some prayer and fasting? Yes, sir. We just got off of it. Um, actually, Sunday was our day, and uh, it was a uh, you know a seven day fast, and we just did our deal. And uh, looking forward to see what God's going to do in twenty three. Seven days of fasting, for those of you who have never done it, it is, uh, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not, but the, the benefits are huge, huge. I mean, you want to see a move of God, sacrifice something and, and, uh, like fasting. You know, people think that Jesus was a weak man. You go up in a mountain and, and fast for 40 days if you think you're tough. Hey, Jeff. I mean, and and there's yeah. a lot of Americans out there that could use some fasting. I'm just saying. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> let's go to our commercial break, and then we'll bring her back in and talk about, uh, let's talk about God some more. That's where my, my heart is at. Amen. All right. Commercial break for Mojo Five O sponsors. We'll be back right after this on American Oct Radio, everybody. It is a big thrill and a pleasure to talk to my good friend Jeff Hoffer over at Holy Ghost Radio. And uh, man, we used to live, uh, when I was in uh, UPC Church 30 years ago, these are the messages that I was listening to on cassette tapes. And God has preserved this huge archive of this preaching. I'll tell you, in 1960, at a camp meeting where they had a cassette recorder at the back of the room, I I, I, I sincerely doubt the preacher would have known that his voice was going to be going worldwide in 2023. Think about that. We'll be right back after this. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud. Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. 
We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. We dare. Oh, we yeah. dare. Flat Earth, the moon landing, JFK, 5G, Biden won the election. <laughs> hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know are contrary. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. American Uck Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. Well, God loves the to American Arc Radio, second half of hour one. We've got Jeff Hopper of Holy Ghost Radio joining us. And uh, yesterday I had my good friend, Pastor Nathaniel Rios, down in Mississippi on the show. And we were talking about, well, we, we were talking about hell. And we were, I, I, 
there's a, there's a passage where Jesus talked about if a branch does not produce fruit, it gets cut off. And I take that to heart. I really do. I I think to myself, I've got to uh, I've got to do something for the kingdom of God. I don't want to sit back and cover up my light, uh, you know, as you know, whatever faults or imperfections I might have personally. Uh, God is always looking for somebody that He can use. And he will clean up your life. He will, uh, if you just give it to him. And so um, Holy Ghost Radio and the efforts that these guys have put forward has produced a lot of fruit. American Oc Radio is producing fruit. It seems like there's a, a, a revival that is happening right now. Unlike the world has ever seen. It's not. It's not like a... Topeka, Kansas, or a Zusa Street thing going on. And the other thing about Holy Ghost Radio is that there's almost kind of a family thing with it where uh, if I could, this might be a bad example, but back in the 90s, everybody was listening to Howard Stern, right? Everybody's, I, I remember David Spade talking about he'd pull up in traffic and the guy in the car next to him was uh, laughing and they looked over at each other and they both knew they were listening to Howard Stern. Well, now um, it's a thing where people are getting together, and, and it happens to me all the time where uh, I'll be talking to somebody and they're, hey, did you listen to Holy Ghost Radio? You know, whereas men would get together before and, hey, did you watch the Packers game? Or were you watching uh, the hockey game last night? And, and uh, hey, were you listening to Holy Ghost Radio last night? And, and that, that comes up a lot. With me, but there's kind of a family, a bringing together and a revival element that's happening in the churches uh, and everything tied together. Are you seeing the same thing, Jeff? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more people tuned in, especially at night. Yeah, give where, us a, give us an idea of the numbers and and between day and night. Well, usually it's about on on our stations we average over ten to fifteen thousand. Yeah. Okay. Um, during the daytime, it's it's a little less, but at night, man, that's where that's where the numbers go from, like you know, ten to fifteen thousand. That's a big jump. Yeah. So, I, I I look at it, and and obviously, like we told you, hey, grassroots. I started with ten listeners, and I was like happy. I was yeah. like, woohoo, we got ten listeners. You know, right? And here we are, twenty years later, averaging that. Yeah, that's a blessing. And and our conferences have gone from, you know, first conference ten listeners. Now we're averaging over eight thousand per conference. Wow, it's amazing. That is and, amazing. And I see more people just hungry for the word, hungry for something that's not, you know, and and, and Mike, you know, we live in this microwave generation. There, there's no way around it. Everybody wants it faster and quicker. Yep. And, you know, obviously these reels, you know, we make reels off of preaching to try to promote the preaching. Say, hey, this is a good little nugget. Might as well try it. Yep. And it's funny that people <laughs> look at them as more than just, you know, something we put on Instagram. These reels are going crazy. And it's people just hungry for something, something to hear that they can like, you know, put their teeth into. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So, well, pe- look, people, here's the thing. We're so flooded and inundated with content right right now, and we have been for so many years that, like, people, I, I, I here, here's what it was with me. People feel like they got to the end of the internet almost, where they've they've right. they've, they've seen it all, they've heard it all. They've uh, it, I, when I get people that want to, you know, they they come to me all wide eyed and, did you hear that that uh, you know, COVID is a hoax and and the shots are this this and and and, and they're killing people and and. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that a million times before. Give me something new. It's like the men on Mars Hill when Paul showed up, hanging around waiting to hear some new thing, right? And and <laughs> right. But see, the old thing is the new thing. The thing that started 2,000 years ago, and that that really hardcore, uh, ultra in the word preaching. People are starving for it now. There's so much watered down weak preaching of the word out there that if you'll if you'll get hardcore into the word the other thing that people are getting tired of is endless pontificating and speculating over prophecy uh there's there's a million channels out there where somebody will find something in isaiah and look this is for today and and then they try to duplicate the success of that and they end up in the weeds because they're missing out on some important things like Praise and worship, like holiness, like uh, guarding your tongue, and these are the all the things that you're going to hear on a regular basis on Holy Ghost Radio. So, like, people are starving for it. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I was just reading in uh, Philippians, which it's kind of funny. I'll give you scripture that kind of it's home today, but it's in Second uh, Philippians two, uh, verse number 15 and it says that ye may be blameless and harmless the sons of god without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world amen <laughs> blameless bro, and, and harmless. i'm thinking bro hey i want to shine and that's all i want to do i want to I, I know we're in this place for a reason and if we let our light shine like they say, people are going to see that light. They're yeah, and they're hungrier than light. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, and, and that's the other thing. Um, things have gotten so out of whack in, in America and in Canada and in the U.K. Um, right. You know, when they when they hear 72 different genders and they, they hear about all this stuff with uh, – boys competing in girls sports and stuff then you go turn on holy ghost radio and you hear a message from the 70s about how important it is that men look like men and women look like women it it almost hits home more now than because back then like if you go back to the 50s the 40s the 30s those lines were so much more defined uh societally not just within the church right and I right. think that nobody, I, I don't think a lot of people would have known the importance of that uh, with what was coming down the road, but the church was being prepared for it all, all those years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, now we're looking and we're going, hey, Jeff and Mike are here talking about it going, we're in 2023, man. I mean, I didn't think we, you know, back when I was partying enough, 
I never thought I'd make it past 30. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I know the feeling. I, I used to, uh, I was in rock bands. I was a drummer and a lead singer, and I, I was in bars and parties a lot. And that, that is an empty, hollow life. It really is. It's, it's fun for a little while, uh, for oh, yeah. a little while. But after a while, like, let's put it this way. Um, if I thought about going to a party now, uh, with yeah. a bunch of uh, people that are, are doing those things. I know exactly what I'm not missing, and I know exactly right. where it would go. I know it would probably, uh, well, who am I kidding? I wouldn't even have fun if I was there. I would just be just thinking, I want to go home and read my Bible and go to bed. But yeah, um, I, I know exactly where it goes every single time, and it's uh, it's not fun. It's just not. And, it, and people are doing it today. Uh, it's the same thing over and over again, always, and that's it. But like I was saying on the show yesterday, it's exciting living for God. It's exciting seeing prayers answered. It's exciting seeing healings and diverse miracles or or yet yeah, uh, people speaking in tongues and there's a Chinese person in the room and they ask him, how long have you known Mandarin or something like that? That's right. exciting. That's fun. Or, or when you when you uh, are led into a situation where you think you're just going about your day, and all of a sudden God does something just so amazing that 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 beats any stupid party or or drug or this is what people are looking for. They want Jesus. They want to be filled with power from on high. And I'll tell you what else: they're tired of weak religion. I've, I've talked about that on the show before too. Uh, quite a yep. few times, actually, because, I mean, there's there's a half a million preachers on YouTube and you've got CBN and, and there's just they got a form of it, but no power. Uh, and, and, and that's what jumps out at me um, when I when I try to watch it. But, man, if I hear a sermon from 1982 on Holy Ghost Radio, I'm about ready to jump out of my chair. I get so excited. <laughs> and see, and that, and that's exactly the power of the Holy Ghost, man. You know the true religion when you hear it. Yeah, when, when something on your on your hairs on your head stand up, and you go, "Wait a second, this is this is real. This ain't, <laughs> this ain't watered down religion." Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. and 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 it it's so funny too because. You know, we're talking going back to the 80s, but like, let's go back uh, 4,000 years ago and and you'll have a message from the 80s talking about something that happened in Moses's day that fits right into my life uh, and the way it's being preached. Uh, you can identify with it. That's the Holy Ghost. And and um, I can't get enough of it, to be quite honest with you. And And when I get people reaching out to me from American Ark Radio... I did a uh, a show on on baptism, okay? Baptism. You could you could uh, you talk to people in your average church these days. Well, what's baptism? And they'll they'll give you this stuff like, well, it's an outward sign of an inward affirmation, and like that's not in the book. They don't they don't really know how to explain it, right? So I did a two hour show on baptism. What is it? What's it for? Do you need it? Why do we do it? I mean, that's pretty simple, right? And yeah. that was probably about uh, a year ago. And a lady, uh, because it was online, 
a lady had her daughter send her uh, a video about vaccines and, and lockdowns. And God led her to this Bible study that I'd done probably, like I say, about, well, probably eight months ago. And she reached out to me and I've got to be baptized in Jesus name. I need it. It took me four hours to go through that two-hour video that you did because I was underlying scriptures, and boom, man, we had her in a church in Calgary, and she went down in the water in Jesus' name, and producing fruit, man, leading people into the kingdom. There is nothing like it. We've got about 12 minutes left here. What, What are the biggest things on your mind, and what would you like to see happen with Holy Ghost Radio? What's your schedule looking like this year? Are you just in the continental United States? Or are you going to be recording in other countries? Uh, what's on the mind of Jeff Hoffer for Holy Ghost Radio? Well, um, be, be in prayer on this, Mike. But as far as the prison ministry, yeah, uh, we're trying to break into the prison ministry as far as now they'll be able to hear Holy Ghost Radio on an app, hopefully. And uh, that's that's the number one goal for me this year. Uh, also, we're trying to open a channel for Africa and also in Italy. So those are, those are ones that, you know, the channels, people, especially the Arabic channel, that it has been blowing up because it's just, We've had an influx of a lot of people coming across yep. our border, and they're looking for God. A lot of them are just looking for a, a true, a true religion, right. and it's amazing. In fact, you know what's crazy here in California, especially in San Diego, a lot of them are churches are Arabic. There's a ton of Arabic churches, Christian. Arabic churches really that are looking yeah oh yeah and it's amazing to me and I'm just waiting for those people to get you know the Holy Ghost <laughs> get 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 the understanding of that you right know? And, uh, so that for me this year is really just obviously we're gonna still have our conferences that we do um, adding to the archives in fact I just got a collection. Mm-hmm. It's almost like baseball cards, but way more valuable. (laughs) (laughs) These people are calling me going, hey, I got um, some JTPs. I got some, you know, uh, uh, Wayne McClain. I want to give them to you. And I'm like, hey, we'll put them on a stick for you. And uh, you get rid of all those tapes and you get, get to hear them on MP3. Yeah. Oh, so you when you convert them to MP3, then you you throw them on a memory stick for the owner and send it back. Exactly, that's All a good deal. Yeah, and and because a lot of these people, you know, it's a treasure trove for them. A lot of people, I've heard, oh man, I had tapes, but I just threw them away. I didn't know what to do with them. I'm like, oh, you know, it just kills me because you never know what's in there. It could be just that, you know, one. One little treasure in there. You never know right. what it is. Yeah, I man, if I go back over my life and think about some of the stuff I've thrown away, like Wayne Gretzky rookie cards that are worth 
a Brazilian dollars or whatever. I, I like what you said about these Arab churches starting up. And, you know, a lot of people are freaked out about the massive influx of immigration at the southern border. Uh, but I'll tell you what, my mother was down at my brother's church in Idaho, and she said those those Mexicans that are coming up there and going to these one God Jesus name baptism churches are some of the most beautiful Christians you'll ever see in your life. And uh, I I see it as an opportunity, really. I mean, we should we should be reaching out to those people is what we should be doing. I'm looking at HDR. You've got. Uh, HDR one, two, three, four, and five for a VIP. People can get that for ten bucks a month or a hundred dollars a year. I have a ten dollar a month subscription myself. Uh, you got jo- Larry Booker, Jeff Arnold, uh, Keith Clark, Lee Stone King, Nathaniel Wilson. Are, th- are these specific channels just for those men? Yes, sir. And I and the reason I did that is because I, I really wanted a channel. If you want to listen to you know Brother Wilson twenty four seven, guess what? You can. Brother Booker, you can do it, and people love it because they can't get enough of of those preachers. I mean Jeff Arnold channel. I mean come on, it, it's it's a no brainer. So it's like a lot of these people just love it because they can you know they they want to pick a specific message. Well, with 20,000 preaches, I can't do that. I don't have the servers to do that. Right. So my thing is I created these speaker channels if I have enough preaching of that certain preacher. And then we go from there, you know. And, and uh, yeah, I remember I got my first cassette tape of Lee Stone King 30 years ago. It was called Christian Violence. And wow. that, yeah, and that that was thirty years ago. Lee Stone King, man, he's been around a long time. A long time. And, Bill, and I, I know he's in New York and be praying for him, his health wise, but he he's uh he's still there in New York and as far as I know, delivering the gospel. That's awesome. And 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 for anybody that's going to go and check out uh Holy Ghost Radio I, I talked about all the wonderful things and how God will deal with you. Uh, there's also times, there's also times with real preaching of the word where it'll be a gut punch. Be warned. It's still, Holy Ghost Radio is not for the faint of heart. Okay? There, there's a lot of mercy. There's a lot of love that that's talked about. But there's some messages on there that will hit you right between the eyes at the right time when you need it. I've had it happen to me where I maybe got uh, complacent in an area or you know how it is when, when, when God lets you know that there's something that you need to do or uh, it, it can be difficult. And I've had that happen personally with me with Holy Ghost Radio, Jeff, where, where I heard something that was a bit of a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, that's a, like, that's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost will get a, a hold of us anytime we look at it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like God's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, we don't have we much choice in that matter, do we? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Praise God. Delta Harp says, this show changed my life. I was refilled with the Holy Ghost 2.0 in April during prayer on this show. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Delta, 
You just made every effort I've made uh, totally worthwhile. You and Chet and Matthew and uh, Madeline and the the farmer down in in uh, Michigan. There's there's just nothing else that I like to hear is that uh, the work that we're doing is producing fruit. And as you've heard from Jeff, that's that's the biggest part of it all for him too. I got to say, Jeff, it's a little bit annoying seeing somebody like you come along who never went to radio school or had anything to do with it be so successful. <laughs> hey, you want to hear a story? Yeah. You want to hear a story? Yeah, let's That's hear it. funny that way. So, and it's real quick, but I went in to, I wanted to do voiceover work. Yeah. And so I went in and I, I do some impressions, you know, so back in high school, I could do a Nixon and all these things or whatever. <laughs> so I do this little, they go, you know, make a commercial up and do this. So I do it. People in the, in the high school are laughing. They're thinking, dude, that's a great commercial, bro. That's like awesome. And the teacher looks at me and goes, first of all, that was not funny. And you're <laughs> definitely not meant for radio. <laughs> Well, you sure showed him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like God. I would love to see that guy today and just say, hey, God's good, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Come to church. That's what you'd say to him because you're not petty That's at all. Right. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. But Praise you know, God. you and I were talking, you, you and I were talking, Mike, about our families and yeah. how we came from, a, a, you know, this world, basically. Yep. You know, my my biggest thing is I'm thankful, Mike, that my kids never have to deal with what we went through. My kids are so much better behaved than I was. It's unreal. I, Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying without getting into too much detail. I mean, they've got a horrible world. To grow up in, yep. but but um, yeah, that if they can they can know these things and have a good head start on it. But but you know, um, they, they, some of them will have to go out and try it. I, I, I'm not cursing anybody here, but I've seen right. that. I've seen that within the church. I've I've seen it. And but but the thing is, if you belong to God and you're His, and He's got your hand on His hand on your life. He's going to bring yep. you back around, and there's going to be a lot of... That's another thing we've seen, Jeff, is a lot of prodigals coming home, uh, like Delta Absolutely. here in the chat that I was just talking about, or you know, people that grew up in church but but just no power, no effectiveness that are finding this Acts 2.38, one God gospel that God set up from the beginning of time. And, and whether they're a prodigal that grew up in the church or... Or just never knew anything about religion at all, or never knew anything about God at all, and they're coming now. It's there's a there's a great gathering going on, but I totally I do agree with what you you said because uh, yeah, uh, growing up in church would have would saved me a whole lot of problems. Right. So yeah, yeah. Former party boy, now Christian radio station owner Jeff Hoffer of Holy Ghost Radio. Everybody go to, uh, if you see the the thumbnail for this show today, that is the logo for Holy Holy Ghost Radio. And you can go into your Google Play Store or whatever uh, you use to download apps and download it. If you want to pay 10 bucks a month to get a subscription, uh, which is what we have at American Ock Radio here, so I can grab... Uh, different messages. I'm going to give you a little taste of what you're going to hear on Holy Ghost Radio 
in the second hour coming up. Jeff, we've got about one minute left before we have to go to a network break. What would you like to say to everybody if you had just one thing to say in one minute? I'm thankful for all the HGR listeners. And uh, you know what? Keep telling your friends and spread the word and the great gospel of uh, Jesus Christ. So, Jeff Hoffer of Holy Ghost Radio on American Act Radio. Everybody's last name is Radio around here. Jeff, you take care of yourself and uh, keep in touch with me. And uh, when new things are happening, you let me know and we'll bring you back in so that we can uh, let, let, let listeners to this show know. Sounds good, Mike. God bless you, brother. I love you, man. You take care. Love you. Love you. All right. That is Jeff Hoffer of Holy Ghost Radio. And uh, we're going to go into our network break. Thank you for listening to Mojo 50 and WBM324. When we get back, I want to give you just a little taste of what you're going to hear on Holy Ghost Radio. It was tough for me. It was because I've downloaded a few. But I decided to go with, uh, uh, well, I'll bring it in on the other side. We'll be right back after this. Stick around. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise says President Biden appears to have done the same thing for which he blasted Donald Trump. When Vice President Biden left office, it looks like he took classified documents with him, and he was very critical of President Trump. Scalise says the classified document disclosure reveals a double standard. The top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, Mike Turner, has requested that the U.S. intelligence community conduct a damage assessment after potentially classified documents were found in the Washington office space of President Biden's former institute. Also at townhall.com, President Biden, Mexican President Lopez Obrador, and Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau meeting in Mexico City for a series of talks on migration, trade, and climate change. During a meeting with Trudeau, President Biden says the U.S., Canada, and Mexico can accomplish some great things. What we should be doing, and we are doing, is demonstrating the unlimited economic potential that we have when we work together and in the hemisphere and to help the entire hemisphere. This gathering of North American countries is held most years. Ukrainian officials say Russian forces are escalating their onslaught against Ukrainian positions around the wrecked eastern city of Bakhmut. The officials say the intense attack is bringing new levels of death and devastation in the battle for control of eastern Ukraine. Ukrainian President Zelensky says there is almost no life left around Bakhmut. Doctors who treated Damar Hamlin say the bill's safety was moved to a hospital in Buffalo to continue his recovery. It's an uplifting sign of the remarkable progress that Hamlin has made just a week after going into cardiac arrest. On Wall Street, the Dow had 114 points, the Nasdaq up 76. More at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. 
Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool and it's still illegal to smuggle a cat into New Mexico. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Klaus Schwab, here we go. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Rock Radio. Opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio. Last night I was uh, listening to Holy Ghost Radio and uh, I found a message that I, well, I, I I dig it, man. It's called Overcoming Convenient Christianity by Brennan Claiborne, and I went and I spent the $5 to grab that to share with you guys today, and so we're going to go through that, and I'm going to play it for you today, and this is a powerful message, and uh, the Madeline down in in, uh, High River, Alberta says, Prisons for Canada too. Bowdoin Penn, give them Jesus. You know what, Madeline? Give them a call. Uh, Write them an email. See if you can, when when I was, uh, I was, I've been in jail myself. I have. And what we had in the cells was uh, a little panel on the wall with, uh, you could hit a button and it would scroll through about, uh, Five different radio stations you had, uh, 630 Ched, you had, I've been in jail in Montana and Alberta, and that's enough of that. Um, I, 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 if I go to jail again, it's, it's going to be for preaching. <laughs> that's the only reason I ever end up, um, when I did all those years ago, Let's let's just be real here. I was being an idiot. But I, I want to play this message for you that I found 
on um, on Holy Ghost Radio last night. It's called Overcoming Convenient Christianity. Uh, we need to get a fire in us. We need to get uh, excited about this thing. And and I love doing Bible study and prayer with you guys every day. Uh, it, it's been a big boon to me and my walk with God having to have a Bible study ready every day. I've got to have my nose in the book. I've got to, I tell you guys to pray for 20 minutes a day. Well, I'm not telling you to do anything that I don't do myself. And then I preach on Sundays. And so to have a day like today where I have Jeff on and then I can throw on a message and sit and listen to it with you guys, I hope, here's what I hope, okay? I hope that you feel God's presence. I hope that you get convicted. Conviction is, it's a lost thing in, in a lot of churches. And, and people are thinking that they can, uh, be like the world sitting in a, in a church pew. And they wonder why they don't have any victory in their life. They wonder why, you know, they got all, all kinds of, all kinds of time for videos about vaccine damage and things like that. And you'll share that with your friends and family. Well, what about the gospel? That's what's really going to help them. That's what's going to uh, stop the mouth of the liar. That's what's going to get the homosexual to get his life right. That's what's going to get the drug addict to put down the crack pipe. That's what we need to be doing. And Holy Ghost Radio is a good tool for that. Get into your Bible. Dig into it. Amen? I've had so many people, so many people come to me um, and tell me, I've, I've been in church my whole life, but I didn't know there were 66 books in the Bible. I didn't know that the new covenant started in the book of Acts after the death of Jesus. I didn't know that the uh, the epistles were not telling me how to get saved, but how to stay that way because they were letters for churches. And they're just hungry. They're lapping it up. They want it. So, you know, if you if you will ask God to lead you and fill you with his spirit, He'll take your steps, and you will have an exciting life. You will see things change around you, and you'll see things happen. You will. It's just a fact. Um, let's uh, turn this on here. This is uh, Brennan Claiborne, and uh, it's called Overcoming Convenient Christianity. Jeff said it on the show. We live in this microwave society where we want it now, and we want it easy we want it convenient. Amen? You go read about the prophets and see how convenient their life was. Read about Jesus and see how convenient things were. And and and, and Pastor uh, Henry uh, Poitras once told me, it's hard living for God easy, but it's easy living for God hard. If you're living for God hard, that's when you see the miracles and it's fun and it's easy. Okay, if you're hanging around on the peripheral... Or hiding your talent, hoping that the, the master comes back. You heard the show yesterday. Let's let's play this. I'm going to hang out here with you. I've got my Bible in front of me. Uh, this is one that I grabbed from Holy Ghost Radio last night. I hope it blesses you. And I hope we have room for it all on this hour. We, we're probably going to skip the commercial break. Hang around with Mike Phillip and listen to some preaching on American Act Radio today. Tomorrow we'll get back into Bible study, okay? Can't get enough HGR? Now you can sign up to become an HGR VIP on our website 
and have access to more radio stations. For $10 a month or $100 a year, you will have access to 20 of our stations. You know what? I'm going to have to re-download this and play it because it just stopped. And this happened the last time that I tried to play one of their uh, shows straight off of an email. So I'm going to download it here. And I'm opening it up right now. Here we go. This should work. Can't get enough HDR? Now you can sign up to become an HDR VIP on our website and have access to more radio stations. For $10 a month or $100 a year, you will have access to 20 of our stations on the website. For more information, visit HolyGhostRadio.com or tap on the ad on our app. Hallelujah. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. If you know that's true, give them some praise one more time. If you're thankful that goodness followed you and goodness chased after you when no one else did, Lord, we praise you. We thank you. We worship you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What beautiful words and how true they are. Amen. So thankful the goodness and the mercy that chased me even when I didn't deserve it. Amen. 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 Uh, I'll turn to the word of the Lord here in just a moment. And um, just want to say this, you know, not everyone realizes this, but we've already, you already know us well enough. You already know a little bit of our story and stuff that have happened over the past year since we've been preaching about it. And I'll just say this, just, just a few months ago, uh, my wife would not have been able to come up here and have the breath in her lungs to be able to sing what she sang tonight. Amen. So I'm just telling you, I'm just reminding you, God is a miracle working God. He hears our prayers. Amen. He hears our cries. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let's turn to the word of the Lord. We're going to read from Acts 24, verses 24 through 27. Acts 24, verses 24 through 27. While you're turning there, uh, just want to say how good it is, of course, to have your pastor and first lady home and to uh, get to see them and talk to them. I love just being around the males. So even if we're not talking, even if we're just standing side by side worshiping, I just love it. I just enjoy it, as I know all of you do as well. Amen. So you are blessed with such great leadership. And you are blessed to have such great brothers and sisters in the pews around you. Amen. What a tremendous church. A church that's been kind to us. A church that has responded to the preaching. A church that has helped pray in the altars and and seen people filled with the Holy Ghost. Not just here, but in the daughter works. And uh, we are so thankful for that, for all God has done and for your participation and all of that. And uh, just thank you for being so kind and gracious. Some of you have given us cards. Uh, just expressing kind sentiments. Some of you have been kind to meet with myself for a, a lunch or get together or a conversation. And, uh, we just love it all. We've just been so blessed by you. So everywhere we go, our goal is to edify the body and to be a blessing to the body of Christ. And, uh, there's some places where we go, we end up leaving more blessed than, than what we gave perhaps. Uh, we, we feel like we were more blessed than we were a blessing maybe. And, uh, 
this is one of those places where we come and we know no matter what, my wife and I are leaving blessed people. Blessed because we have met you, fellowship with you, prayed with you. Cornerstone and your leadership has made my wife and I better people. So thank you so much for who you are and for your kindness to all of us. We really, really appreciate it. Amen. Lastly, uh, I'll just say this, you know, um, and this is my last service here temporarily, so that's why I'm just taking this moment to say this. And like your pastor said, Lord willing, we'll see you all again. So it's not goodbye, just see you later. And um, But I'll say this, that this is one of those churches where, you know, as somebody that doesn't attend this church, and I'm sometimes across the country or across the world or wherever, and if my faith is ever low or my faith ever needs to be increased, and I don't just speak about myself, I'm sure... He's I doing some uh, introductions here for the, the church that he's in, but uh, don't get into it. Think about Cornerstone North. All I got to do is think about the people here in front of me and the miracle that is, I mean, not Cornerstone North, excuse me, that too, <laughs> but I mean Cornerstone Liberty Lake and Cornerstone North and all the daughter works. All I have to do is think about all of you. Think about the miracle of this church. Think about what has happened here and what is happening and going to happen. And I'm telling you, my faith begins to build. And I, and I just, I just, I can't tell you how wonderful that is. And I'm not the only one who feels that way. Amen. So thank you for being you. Thank you for increasing faith of people around the country and around the world. World. Amen. Without further ado, just turn to the book of Acts here and we'll read this together. Acts chapter 24. Also, uh, if it sound men, do whatever you need to do. I recently, uh, the hearing in my right ear is, is uh, this happens every few years and it's just kind of diminished. And uh, I usually have to go into the doctor and just get it worked on or whatever. So if I am yelling, <laughs> if you come and shake my hand and I'm screaming in your face, it's, uh, I do love you. Amen. <laughs> just just having some of that in my right ear so just so you know amen but all is well and um, as long as i speak the truth that's all that matters right amen acts 24 verses 24 through 27 says this and after certain days when felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a jewish he sent for paul and heard him concerning the faith in christ and as he reasoned of uh, righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. This is, of course, Paul reasoning and preaching about these things. Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. Get out of here, Paul. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. When it's convenient, I'll let you know. The Bible says he hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul that he might loose him. Wherefore he sent for him the oftener and communed with him. But after two years, Portius Festus came into Felix's room. And Felix, willing to show the Jews a pleasure, left Paul bound. Now I want you to, to keep it up. And I'm going to read it again in one other translation, a paraphrase, just to give us a fuller expression of this. Some days later, when Felix arrived with his wife, Drusilla, who is Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. While Paul was discussing righteousness, self-control, and the coming judgment, Felix became frightened and said, go away for now. And when I have an opportunity, or as another translation says, when it is convenient for me, I will send for you. At the same time, he was also hoping Paul would give him money, and for this reason he sent for Paul as often as possible and talked with him. After two years had passed, Portius Festus succeeded Felix, and because he wanted to do the Jews a favor, he left, Felix left Paul in prison. Amen. I want to draw our attention to what uh, this man said when he said, when it is convenient for me, I will send for you. Go thy way for this time when I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. 
And uh, what I want to talk to us about tonight is, is this, overcoming convenient Christianity. Overcoming convenient Christianity. Amen. If you're going to help me preach, why don't you put down your Bibles? Why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you call out to the Lord? Amen. And why don't we see what the Lord will do? Let's make sure every distraction is moved aside. Let's make sure uh, all the stuff from the week and everything that could be weighing down on us is pushed aside. Come on. Not my will, God, but thy will be done. Open my heart and open my mind. Let it be in Spokane as it is in heaven. If you don't speak to anybody else, Lord, speak to me tonight. I want to hear it. I want to change. That's it. As you pray this prayer to heaven, God is hearing you right now. Let's take a few more seconds and let's just call out to him right now. Come on, let's lift your voice and let's call out to him right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus one more time. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. And uh, this microphone needs any uh, TLC, don't worry about interrupting me. You just come and do whatever you need to do. Is popping a little bit in the monitors, but sounds good right now. I was reading an article recently that convicted me greatly. And the article was about the age of convenience that we currently live in and how, as a society, we have grown to deeply despise being inconvenienced. The author explains how our rabid pursuit of efficiency in this technological age can, if left unchecked, cause a host of serious problems. We are so obsessed with convenience and efficiency that we are living in what the writer calls a tyranny of efficiency. And it is the statement I'm about to read to you that God used to convict me and to birth this message tonight. The quote reads this way, Today's cult of convenience fails to acknowledge that difficulty is a constitutive feature of human experience. Making things easier is not wicked, but the promise of smooth, effortless efficiency threatens to erase the sort of struggles and challenges that help give meaning to our lives. Created to free us, it can actually become a constraint on what we are willing to do, and thus, in a subtle way, this cult of convenience can enslave us. Now, I do not despise the age that we live in, and I am obviously not against technology as I am preaching from an iPad and with a microphone. I'm thankful for technologies such as air conditioning, sound systems, and plumbing, technologies that we all have already benefited from today. Technology in so many ways has greatly improved our lives, and I am, just like you, a major recipient of its benefits. What I am against, however, and what the church must be against, I would argue, is the excessive and unhealthy admiration for things that promise us an easy and effortless life. That is, the church must be on guard against the cult of convenience. Let me explain. In our country, we despise what is inconvenient. If our food at a restaurant is delivered too slowly or isn't cooked to our highest standard, we get angry. Amen? We all get frustrated with our handheld supercomputers when they won't function at their highest speed, a speed that was unthinkable and unexpected just a few years ago. If we lose our keys, we have an app on our phone to help us find them. If we lose our phones, we can go on someone else's to locate our own. If we don't have money, we still have credit. 
We have cars that will turn on and start heating before we even get in them. Praise God for that. Because though, God forbid, we feel cold and shiver for too long. Our airplanes have screens in the back of seats to remedy the inconvenience of long flights for some people. And, and our airlines have, uh, have these things to remedy, remedy the different inconvenience like the nasty peanuts and the turbulence that might occur when you're on these flights. We, 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 we are so used to convenience. We use emojis nowadays in texts instead of handshakes. And we'll send texts when we want to avoid the inconvenience of human interaction. And in some churches, marketing has replaced ministry, once again, falling prey to the cult of convenience. And there's, there's, we could go on and on. We have applications that have replaced eye contact. And scrolling on social media has replaced conversations at dinner. And Instagram comments have replaced more personalized communications. Likes have replaced genuine compliments. And if we hear preaching that starts to make us uncomfortable, we have a thousand apps and notifications to tend to on the seat next to us always ready to distract us from our deliverance. In fact, our society hates inconvenience so much, it will go to great lengths to kill it. Abortion and euthanasia, or mercy killings, are nothing more than a concentrated effort to destroy what is inconvenient to some. The youngest and the oldest, the most helpless members of our society. To some wicked people, the unborn and the dying are viewed by some as nothing more than a tax burden, a financial burden, an emotional burden, something that needs to be eradicated before it begins to infringe upon the way that they like to live their lives. Moral compasses are broken and conviction is murdered at the altar of convenience. Now the youngest and the oldest among us may seem to cause the most inconvenience to some people, but I would argue that's certainly not the case, and the youngest and the oldest among us are supremely necessary. They are the bookends on the bookshelf of life, and without them everything falls apart. What are we without the innocence of a baby, and what are we without the wisdom of the elderly? Are we even human without experiencing the beauty of a birth and a relationship with those who have gone before us. I know these are extreme examples, but it's important for us to see that if all we are pursuing is convenience, then we will end up eliminating the good burdens of life as well as the bad burdens of life. If all we care for is convenience, we will go beyond lifting genuine burdens and start removing burdens that we should not want to be rid of. I've come to remind someone tonight that as the chosen people of God, we must not get caught up in the modern day cult of convenience. Some of the greatest moments of destiny that God has prepared for each and every one of us will not be convenient, but it will be crucial. As Christians, all of our plans must be interruptible by God. As Christians, all of our plans must be interruptible by God. God must be allowed to get the final say. God must be able to have veto power on everything that we think and everything that we do and all the plans that we make. Amen. I don't want to be so stubborn with my plans that I miss out on the future and the things that God has for me. I'm going to be stubborn with my vision, but I'm going to be flexible with my plans. I'm going to be stubborn with the vision that God has given me or given my church, but I'm going to be flexible with the way that God might want to carry that out. Amen. Every plan, I'm thankful for 
people who plan for their future. I'm thankful for people who plan out college and who plan out careers. And this is right. This is responsible. This is biblical. But as Christians, everything we do must be interruptible according to what God tells us to do. And if God says go, we pack up and go. And if God says stop, we stop. And if God says go here and go there, we go where he tells us to go. If we are going to see the miracles, signs, and wonders that we want to see, if we are going to be used by God in unprecedented ways. We must be willing to be inconvenienced. We must make up in our minds that we are going to overcome the spirit of convenient Christianity that is spreading through our country today. Amen. And I'm thankful that I'm preaching to people today. Amen. That are not just your run-of-the-mill average, ordinary Christians. Amen. But I'm preaching to people today who have sacrificed. I'm preaching to people today who have who have let go of things they need to let go of. People who have moved across the country, amen, in order to find a better a better uh, future for yourself and to obey the word of God. I am thankful that I am preaching to people who do not just want convenient Christianity. I'm thankful to people who have made necessary sacrifices to go deeper and to go further with God. Come on, can we praise him? Amen. 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 We must be willing to be inconvenienced. Amen. We can return to our text, what we read with Paul and Felix and his wife, Drusilla. Amen. And we know that what we read here in the text, Felix sent for Paul and Felix wanted money. Amen. That was his initial desire. And he did not get what, what he was expecting. And he got a little bit more than what he was expecting. Amen. He got an earful from Paul. Paul started preaching. And Felix got really uncomfortable. And it was probably the part about self-control that got Felix really trembling. Because his wife was on her second marriage and Felix was on his third marriage. If you look at the history of this man and, and what he did to get to his third wife, it is quite wicked and quite despicable. This was a man of greed, perversion, and lust. He was a rotten man. And Paul's preaching was getting a little bit too close to home. And so he asked Paul to leave, the Bible says, and to come back at a more convenient time, as the Bible says. But what Felix failed to realize is that in that moment, he had the greatest, perhaps, apostle that has ever known standing in his presence and preaching the gospel to him. What Felix failed to realize is that there would never be a more convenient time for Felix to repent and for Felix to get his life together. The true problem in that instance was not convenience, it was conviction. And Felix wanted nothing to do with conviction. The problem was not that Felix did not have time. The problem is that Felix did not have the capacity to hear what Paul was saying. It made him too uncomfortable. It got too close to home. Amen. He did not want to make the necessary changes that Paul was preaching to him about. May we never come to this point, amen, where we shy away from conviction, where we turn off our ears to when God begins pulling on us and tugging on us to do something different or something greater for him. May we never get caught up 
in the cult of convenient Christianity. Amen. But may we be the kinds of people that say, even if it makes me uncomfortable, God, I want it. And even if it's not convenient, it's if it's conviction, then I want it. Yes, it might make me want to just slide out of my pew. And yes, it might make me just want to crawl out the door. But I got into this thing not to be comfortable. I got into this thing to grow, to be more like him, to do great things for God, to experience my destiny, to be convicted so I could be made better for him and his kingdom. Amen. Amen. And he sent for Paul because he wanted Paul to give him money to get out of prison. But instead he got an earful about holiness, self-control, and the judgment of God. Amen. And sometimes we can come expecting or wanting one thing, and God can use a preacher. Sorry God about that. That's what I get for stepping out of the room. method he chooses to use, and instead we can hear something that maybe we don't want to hear. And we can think, that's not what I needed to hear, God. I needed to hear something different. This, this is what I was focused on over here. And God says, I know what's best. And, and this is actually what you need to hear. This is the real word that's going to help you and to move you forward from where you are. And I just wonder tonight, how many times have we done the same thing? How many times have we been guilty of doing what Felix has done? How many times have we gone to prayer and invited God to come into that prayer closet with us? Amen. And when the presence of God comes in, and and of course, it's a beautiful thing. There's nothing more beautiful than prayer and feeling the love and the presence of God. But how many times have we have we gone to God and, and we, we just wanted one thing, and the answer that we get is something different, and the answer that we get is not what we wanted to hear but it is what we need to hear how many times have we done that and we say God, God can you save that for later that's just not too convenient right now I'm focusing on something different I'm praying about something else right now and you keep nagging me about this God that's not the most convenient right now and so we say God I'll, I'll come back later I'll come back to the prayer room later I'll, I'll come back and get on my knees later because this is just getting a little bit too uncomfortable and I don't know if I like what I'm hearing but God says listen if you can as much as you can get comfortable with conviction that I can begin to use you in ways I've never used you before. If you can begin to get comfortable with being inconvenienced and doing things that are not always convenient to your flesh, uh, then I can use you in ways that I've never used you before. Hey Amen. If, if it's possible, if I could get just a little more monitored. If not, no problem. Hey Amen. We know that, that the re- repentance, when God puts something on our heart and our mind, when God shows us something that we could have done better or differently, and we know that we need to get on our knees and repent, we know that we need to go to somebody that, that we've With done something mo- wrong to and say, I'm sorry, amen. We do not want to hear it. Repentance is not convenient. Asking someone to forgive you is not convenient. Sacrificing our will is never convenient. Amen. Talking to that person about Jesus that we don't really want to talk to is not convenient. Talking to that person at our work about Jesus that we're intimidated to talk to is not convenient. Talking to that person walking down the street with dreadlocks and tattoos everywhere is not convenient. Amen. But I'm telling you, if the voice of God is telling you to do it, it may not be convenient, but it's crucial. It may not be convenient, but it's what we must do in this last hour. We must be more sensitive to the voice of God than we ever have in times past. Amen. If you want to do great things for God, if you want to see more than what you've seen before, if you want to go to higher heights and deeper depths, I'm so thankful I'm preaching to spirit-filled people tonight, but it's not enough to just be spirit-filled. If we want to go to the highest heights and deepest depths, then we must be spirit-led as well. 
It's not enough just to be spirit-filled. We must be spirit-led. We must listen to that spirit that lives within our heart and will speak to us and prompt us. Amen. I heard a preacher tell me once, amen, a powerful man of God. He said, God has never dragged me into anything. Anytime, he said, I've been used by God, and he's been used by God in incredible ways. He said, there was a still, small voice, and if I was listening, I would hear it. If I was not listening or did not care to listen, then it would pass me by, and I would miss my moment, because God would not. Yes, he's merciful. Yes, he might speak a few times, but he's not going to drag us into anything. God is a gentleman, and he's looking for those whose ears are tuned to him and saying, God, what are you speaking for this hour? What are you saying for this hour? What are you wanting? me to do in this season of my life I'm young or maybe I'm older and I don't know exactly where I fit but I'm going to put my ear up to the heavens I'm going to listen for you I'm going to be sensitive to your spirit and I'm going to do whatever you are calling me to do what does it say in 2nd Timothy 4 and 2 amen be instant in season and out of season preach the word another translation says preach the word be ready whether it is convenient or not we can't just preach when it's convenient and if i'm preaching to anybody tonight i'm preaching to myself as well we can't just preach when it's convenient amen we can't just just talk and witness amen whenever it lines up perfectly with our schedule amen but we must be willing to step into those places and hear the voice of god that says there's a door five blocks down that i want you to knock at and there's an apartment complex where there is somebody there that is waiting to hear the gospel of god there is a coffee shop just down the road where if you go and sit down there will be a conversation perhaps that you overhear that God wants you to be a part of amen and you cannot don't miss it amen there is great glory that can come out of this there is great opportunity that can come out of this I've just come to remind somebody amen that changing to become better for God and and, and growing in God and winning souls and reaching people and discipling new converts as many of you already know is never convenient amen being there for those people that have a thousand questions about God and are blowing up your phone is never convenient. Making new friends and keeping them is hardly ever convenient, but it is crucial. And we must never come to a place where we view people as an inconvenience. Amen. People are what God's heartbeat is beating for. Amen. You say, but I've seen... I've seen so much hurt. I don't want to be around people and I don't like people all that much and I don't want to be near them and, and you've seen some things and you've become perhaps a little, a little jaded or cynical. Amen. And you start seeing souls as just statistics. And you start seeing instead of people, you just see patterns. You say, ah, I've seen one of those. I've seen them all. I've seen, I've seen one, one, Drug addicted type, I've seen them all. I've seen one promiscuous type, I've seen them all. I already know the route that they're heading down. Why even go and work that hard? Why even waste all that time? Why even spend all that time? But Jesus is calling us, no matter what we've seen, and no matter how many failures we've seen, amen, to understand that people are more than just patterns, and souls are more than just statistics, amen. And and, and, and troubled youth are more than just a statistic that's going to end up in a difficult life situation somewhere. But we have been given an opportunity to reach them in this last hour amen i want to overcome in myself anything in me that that is too prone to convenience that that tends and leans more too 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 close to convenience amen 
I, I have seen, I have seen young people, amen, that have, that have held on to, this might re- seem random at first, but some will understand this. I've seen young people that have held on to different elements of their life that are perhaps hurting them, not wanting to release them and surrender them to God. Because it's not convenient. Let, let me give you an example. I, I, I have, I've seen young people that have come and talked to me and told me about problems maybe they have with social media and things they struggle with on social media. And, and they've, they've basically alluded before, well, I, I probably need to delete it. I probably need to get off it and take a break, but it's just not convenient. If I get off of it, then I'm going to have, I'm going to miss what's going on and I'm going to miss what my friends are doing. And, and yeah, I know I've stumbled across some bad things, but if I take a break or if I set some boundaries in my life, well, it's really not going to be convenient. Then I'll never be popular. And then people won't know what I'm doing or not doing. And then I just won't be a part of the 21st century world. Can I just take a step aside and say to a young person perhaps here tonight that sometimes God will ask you to do things that are not convenient and they may not make you the most popular, but they are crucial. I'll never forget sitting across the table, amen, with a young man somewhere else in the country that had just come back to God. He had just prayed through. He's a backslider. A young man with so much potential on his life. I believe God was calling him to be a preacher, and I, 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 uh, I believe he's still in the church today, thank the Lord. But he had just come back, and he was telling me about some of these different things. He had been struggling on Instagram and struggling on Snapchat and doing things and seeing things that he shouldn't and still being connected to people that would send him things that he should not see. And he had been wrestling with it. And I remember sitting in the car when he had tears in his eyes. And this is going to sound so, so uh, uh, random and odd to maybe some of the older generation. But some of the young people understand this. He said, you know what? I don't care anymore. I don't care if all my friends think I'm dead or off the, off the grid whatsoever. He said, I want you to see that I'm doing this. And right there in front of me, he started going through his accounts, deleting his accounts. And he said, I'm going to do this and keep this off however long I have to until I'm stable, until I am where I need to be. It may not be convenient. I might have to be lonely for a season, but I want the things of God and the glory of God and the holiness of God and the purity of God more than anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that more people would hear the voice of God if more people were willing to be inconvenienced. Sometimes people wonder, why don't I hear the voice of God? Like elders in the past. Why don't I hear the voice of God like Pastor Mayo? Why don't I hear the voice of I hear people talk about, man, God spoke to me and I went and did this. And man, could it be, and I don't have all the answers, but could it be maybe because some of those great leaders you've heard the stories from were willing to be inconvenienced in ways that their peers were not? I believe we would see miracles like never before if we would choose consecration over convenience. We must let God interrupt us. I don't know who this is for tonight. And I know some of this may seem random to some, but to those that God's speaking to, it's not random at all. We must let God interrupt us and we must be stubborn with our vision, but flexible with our plans. Some people, it's the opposite. They are stubborn with their plans, but they are, have no vision whatsoever. They're sure flexible with their vision. They don't know where they're going to end up, but they sure are stubborn with their plans. God, don't change the plans on me. Don't change the next few steps I have outlined. Don't change those things on me. And God says, if you would just let me I wouldn't have to change your steps I could order your steps if you would just let me be the one in control 
If you let me order your steps first, and if you, you let me decide what is best for your life, and if you let me shape you according to the way that I want to shape you, then I would not have to change the direction your feet are heading. I could just simply order them, and you could walk in the footprints that I have aligned for you because I am walking before you, and you are walking behind me. Amen. I will, I will never forget, amen, not, not too long ago, I was with my wife, and we were in Washington, D.C., and we had some cancellations and some just unexpected things happen, and so we were all the way over in the D.C. area, and we had an open Sunday where we weren't scheduled, and so we decided, you know what, we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, or, but we do want to go to church. We don't, just because we're not preaching doesn't mean we shouldn't go to church on a Sunday, and so my wife and I said, we're going to find an apostolic church in the area, get on Google, and we're going to go to a church in Washington, D.C. And we went to one that we heard of, and we walked in the back, and we were hoping to just slip in the back, and we were hoping to kind of just, you know, just blend in and sit in the very back and just hear the word and worship and then leave and, and, and just be done. And as soon as we walked in, of course, the first person standing there was the pastor of the church. So we didn't get to blend in like we thought. And he, he said, praise the Lord. God bless you. So glad you're here. And it was just a few seconds of him shaking my hand. And he stopped. And he looked at me, looked at my wife, looked at me. And I looked like a lot of other people that were in that service that morning. But he looked at me and he said, you're a preacher, aren't you? I said, yes, sir, I am. He looked at my wife. He said, and you sing a lot, don't you? She said, yes, actually, I do. He said, listen, I don't know you from Adam. He said, but. I feel like God has brought you here today. And he said, you, sir, and he pointed to me, you're going to preach today. And he pointed to my wife and said, you, ma'am, you're going to sing today. And so we both sat there, our face uh, uh, shifting back between red as a tomato and white as a sheet. And we said, yes, sir, okay. We just, we just, there was, it wasn't comfortable, but we felt this witness, okay, we need to do it. So I run back to the car and I get my Bible and get my things and I run back in, amen. And and just a few minutes later, worship service begins and my wife is up there with a bunch of people she doesn't know holding a guitar, singing hymns about Jesus, amen. And the spirit of the Lord begins to come into that place and is ushered in. And it was one of the most random, odd, but spirit-led and beautiful services that I've ever had a privilege to be a part of, amen. The spirit of God began to come in that room, amen. And the pastor announced that I was here and that he didn't even know me, but I was going to be the one preaching that day. And so without further ado, without even standing up in the pulpit, just down here, because everyone was worshiping, he handed me the mic and said, preach, brother. So I took the mic, amen, and God began to drop some things into my spirit, and I began to speak some things, and I began to exhort as the Spirit of God was thankfully giving me the utterance in that moment, amen. And we had a lot of people come up to the front that wanted to to, uh, receive a miracle or wanted to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. And in that that small church that day in Washington, D.C., we had around three or four receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We had multiple people healed in their bodies. We had one woman that had breast cancer, and the pain was so bad that she could not lift her arm past here. But after we prayed and spoke the name of Jesus over her, her arm shot straight up to the ceiling, and she worshipped 
and praise with no pain in her body whatsoever. Hey, honey, it was not comfortable. It was not fun. It was not convenient, but it was crucial. And I learned a powerful message that day that if we are going to be used of God in more powerful ways like we want to, we must be willing to be inconvenienced. We must be willing to not only be spirit filled, but we must be willing to be spirit led whenever God would lead us, whenever God would put that urge and that impression on us to do something. We must obey. Amen. We must obey. Somebody praise him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. That's why you're hearing me. (laughs) That's why you're hearing me, because I did something different. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a man that was there in that service who got, he was one of those that got the Holy Ghost. There was another lady from a foreign country, some uh, 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 Russian-speaking country. She was, she was there. Amen. And, and she was, uh, she was, was filled with the Holy Ghost that day. And there was another man named Corey and he received the Holy Ghost. And he says, you have no idea. He said, this is my first time here. And I don't know you people. This is very different than anything I've ever been to. He said, but this is what I've been looking for. He said, I've wanted this experience for so long. He said, I used to be drugged out. And that was my, 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 my story. He said, and then the Salvation Army got a hold of me. He said, and I was actually an evangelist with the Salvation Army. I used to travel and speak and minister on their behalf. He said, but now that I have received this, I want to be a part of what you are and I want to be a part of what you guys have. Amen. I want to preach about what I have received today. God can take somebody preaching for the Salvation Army, amen, and use them to start preaching for an apostolic army or for the true Salvation Army. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, you never know what can happen when we're willing to say, God, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I might mess up, and yeah, I might be a little embarrassed, and yeah, my face might get red, and yeah, my hair might get messed up a little bit, but I am going to go where you want me to go, speak what you want me to speak, and do what you want me to do. Hallelujah. We must be spirit-led. Amen. And I, I said this before in a, another service. I'm going to say it again. One man said, complacency has destroyed more people than adversity. And it's true. And listen, as soon as I said that, some of you begin to feel uncomfortable. And let me just tell you something. I feel uncomfortable every single time I make that statement. It shouldn't be comfortable to any of us. Amen. We all are prone, amen, to just drifting into more of a complacent mode. Amen. But God is calling us to hire. He's not angry. He's not looking with burrowed uh, eyebrows and, and a frustrated scowl on his face. He is just saying, my people, I'm going to do great things in Spokane, as we've been hearing about lately. And he said, I want you to be a part of it. I want to use you to do X, Y, or Z. I, I want to use you to do A, B, or C over here. I'm going to use you to be the key that I'm locks that door that's never been opened before in Spokane. I want to use you. Will you go? Amen. Are you willing to forsake convenience? Amen. Are you willing to spend a few Friday nights in some places other than your recliner? Are you willing to spend some Saturday nights doing some things that may not be comfortable, but it is so, so crucial. Amen. Amen. I got to hurry. I want the musician to come. Amen. The Bible, the Bible lets us know Amen. Matthew eleven twenty nine through 30. What did Jesus say? He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. What did he say? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, wait a minute. I thought when I became a Christian, all the burdens disappeared. I thought I, thought I lay all my burdens down and I can just live a burdenless person. 
But that's where we've gone wrong. Because the gospel is not about removing all of your burdens. The gospel is about separating the good burdens from the bad burdens. God will take your bad burdens. But if you want it, he will give you good burdens. And all of us should want it. Because guess what? It's a blessing to be burdened. It's a blessing to have a burden. There's too many, too many Christians today that are living without a burden. Living, living in indifference. One man said, I believe it was C.S. Lewis, he said, the worst thing is to not want at all. The worst thing is simply to not care. The worst thing is simply to, to not have a burden upon your life. What does it say in Matthew 16 and 24? Take up your cross and follow me. Once again, there's a burden to take up. Do we have a burden for God? And if you don't, when is the last time that you prayed for one? And can I ask you, what have we missed out on by only choosing the convenient path? Can I remind you that burdens are not bad? God will take away the bad burdens, but the best thing you could have is a good burden. A burden for the lost, a burden for your brothers, a burden for your sisters, a burden for your family, a burden for morality, a burden for Spokane to be reached with the gospel, a burden for the homeless, a burden for the orphans, a burden for battered women, a burden for the the, the prison ministry, brother, a burden for the drug addicts, a burden for, come on, it's a good thing to have a burden. Tell me, why would you want to live your life without a burden? You only have 70 to 80 years, most likely, of your life. Why would you want to live your life without a burden? Amen. The the, the wind's going to come and go, and our lives are but a vapor. If I'm going to spend my life on this earth before eternity, I want to spend it with a burden. I want to spend it doing things that may not be convenient but are crucial and are adventurous for the kingdom i want to do great things for god in my own way and i know some of us are called to go and some of us are called to stay but whether you're here or whether you're elsewhere there are things that you can do that god wants you to there are ways that we can improve there are people who god wants us to touch and love amen there are people that perhaps only we are in their path to reach amen It may never be convenient, but can I just say with total love tonight, let's stop putting off for tomorrow what needs to be done now. And can I tell you, I know I focused a little bit on souls, but you could apply this to anything. Can I tell you, forgiving that person that hurt you will never be convenient. You're waiting on the most opportune time before you let that bitterness and let that unforgiveness go, but it will not be convenient. There's never a perfect time to just to just let some of those things off of your chest. Starting that ministry that God's calling you to will never be convenient. Getting a burden in prayer will never be convenient. Resolving the conflicts that have plagued your life for too long will never be convenient. Consecration will never be convenient. Having those difficult conversations you really don't want to have, but you know God is impressing you to, will never be convenient. But it's crucial. And we just have to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Making peace with those who have hurt us and wronged us will never be convenient. Digging into the deep places of our hearts that we have not allowed the Lord to touch and to heal and remedy will never be convenient. Letting God perform heart surgery is never fun and never convenient. 
but there are destinies and there is a greater height and deeper depth that God has in store for you and he's waiting for us to do some of these things that are not easy and not fun and not convenient but they are crucial and when we do I believe there is a new dimension that we will begin to step into in our own lives and in the life of our families and the life of our church our brothers and sisters around us how many believe this with me I wonder if we could lift our hands before we go any further. I really am almost done. If we could pray right now, I just feel like we need to pray all over this house. Praise the Lord. Let's. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna stop it right there. I've only got about five minutes left in this live broadcast. I had several people uh, listening in on Mojo, thinking that they did not have my show and that they had accidentally switched over to Holy Ghost Radio. No, it's me. I uh, I just uh, I had Jeff on today, and I wanted to give you guys a little taste of what you'll hear on the Holy Ghost Radio app. Some very inspirational preaching. Sometimes you'll hear things that are difficult to hear, uh, and that's living for God. You listen to me. You're never going to come to a point where an adjustment hasn't got to be made. But I'll tell you, if you will step out and do something that uh, just like the preacher said, seems inconvenient or I've never done that before. But Lord, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know how difficult it is for me. I'm shy. I'm not good at speaking to people. Uh, I'm loud. I'm not very good at closing my mouth. Some of some people, it's that. Um, listen, let me tell you, uh, when I first started doing what I'm doing, I did not feel worthy. I felt like I was the least likely person on the planet to talk to people about God Almighty. I I figured that uh, there was better men than me out there, and I do. I, you know, I'm I'm somebody that uh, was more uh, should be preached to than preach or teach Bible studies, and it haunted me a long time. It bothered me, but God just kept using things in my life over and over again. And I'm so glad that I didn't walk away. And I'll tell you what else. When you do step out and start doing things differently, the world is going to uh, respond to you in several different ways. They're going to respond. uh, There's people that are going to respond to the move of the Holy Ghost and they're going to want what you have. The most difficult thing that you're going to find is that you're going to have people that you call brother and sister that are going to uh, criticize you and tell you how wrong what you're doing is. I've had my fair share of that. You know what, though? God just says, keep going, Mike. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Mel 045. Move into something new. Delta Harp. Schnauzer Girl. Matthew, Madeline, Chat, Todd, Mike, Dudley, all of you move into something new. Oh, you don't understand. I've been a Christian for 30 years. I was sitting in a, I was sitting in a restaurant with my brother. I was sitting in a restaurant with my brother years ago. And, and we were, and this is before any, any of the lockdowns and the pandemic and all of that stuff came along. We were sitting across from a bunch of old rich farmers. 
and this is a rural farming community. And and they 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 were talking about how if you're a good Lutheran, you don't say nothing. You don't run around telling people about Jesus. You don't talk about how excited you are about the things of God if you're a good Lutheran. And they were old. These men were probably in their late 60s, 70s, mid-60s. They were so satisfied with life and it was so convenient for them. And the reason they were talking about that was because my brother and I had just come across Acts 2.38 and the oneness of the Godhead, and we were excited about it. We were talking about it. And I'll bet we probably looked foolish to some people. People said to me, you know, you could be back on the Stu Peters main channel and, and pulling 50, 60, 100,000 people, and, and you could probably parlay that into making a whole lot of money. Well, that's not, I I don't care about that. I don't. I'm thankful to Stu. Don't get me wrong. But when he gave me the opportunity to come on the Rumble channel, I was already at a crossroads where I was tired of talking about news and anger and sadness and frustration I want to see souls saved. I want to see people born of the water and spirit. I want to serve Jesus. That's what I want. You know, a very different guy than I was two years ago. We're running out of time. I hope you enjoyed uh, that sermon and that that conversation with uh, Jeff at Holy Ghost Radio. You can download the app uh, in your app store on your phone. Uh, there's many times when I listen to Holy Ghost Radio because I just I want to hear the preaching of the Word of God. There's many times when God has used it to speak things to me. And so, thank you for listening to American Ark Radio on Mojo 5 on WBS. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 